When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, today we're going to talk about a lot of different things. In fact, we're going to talk a little bit about Monty Python, about always looking on the bright side of life, and the fact that the life that you have is actually a result of the perceptions that you have in life. And so now for something completely different, for those of you that are my Python fans, we're going to roll that episode. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, Let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right. Well, I'm excited about this episode. I have been singing this song in my head for several days now, which you know means we're going to talk about it, right? And it's the song, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. So if you know it, you're probably singing it to yourself right now. If you don't, then you're going to get to know it because I'm going to sing a little bit of it to you later in the episode. But uh, I wanted to start off just talking about the movie that it came from. Uh, so this this movie was actually uh, done by, by Monty Python. It was called The Life of Brian. And uh, that song happened to be one of the songs in the movie. In fact, it was... Uh, the kind of the last song, like right at the end, the roll credits time. And uh, so anyway, we're going to we're going to get to that. But <clears throat> even before we get started with that, I figured I'd talk a little bit about <laughs> what happened to me this week. Right. So uh, because I think it's always a good lesson um, for everybody listening as well. Right. So so uh, a few days ago, I recorded this episode. And you're like, well, then why are you recording it now? Well, I recorded the episode. And then, of course, the team went out to, to look at it, to do the editing and to get everything ready. And guess what? I sounded like an alien. 
kind of like that, right? And hopefully there's nothing wrong with my audio right now, but the audio was totally shot for whatever happened, something happened in the recording, and I sounded like an alien. Now, there's an inside joke to that, and maybe we'll talk about that later because it's no surprise that I sound like an alien. But as I said, we'll probably get to that in another episode. I'll share a little bit more about that with you in the future. Uh, so why am I bringing this up? Well, because, you know, I went through, I, I did all that work, and then doggone it, I had to do it again, right? And uh, that happens in life, right? You know, sometimes we have to do things over again. So um, I was pretty happy with the episode. I thought that it was a great episode, but for whatever reason... I needed to re-record it. So here we go. So you get this version instead. Okay. So let's get in and start talking first about, because again, you know, I love music and you know, I love music or movies. So this is a great time for us to be able to talk about both of those things. Now, one of the underlying themes that you're going to get here, and I told you in the intro is the quality of your life right and the life that you have is largely made up of right the choices that you make we've talked about that before but also about the perceptions that you have about your life and so we're going to talk more about that in here and again you might be sitting there thinking jason nah, 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 right well don't believe me you know uh but we're going to talk about you know the fact that it's actually rooted in psychology and physics as well. And so uh, this song that we're going to talk about actually helps you, right, to, to look more on the positive side of life. Because if you want to have a positive, happy life, then if those are the perceptions that you're having, if those are the things that you're thinking about, uh, those are the expectations that you're having, that's how you're perceiving the world, right, that it's a happy, positive place then chances are a happy, positive life is going to show up for you. If on the flip side, instead, you, you know, think everything is negative and that there's, you know, a bunch of shit out there in the world, well, then guess what? That's probably what you're going to get as well. Okay. And we're going to show you how this song can actually help you with that as well. But again, let's rewind, <clears throat> talk a little bit about Monty Python and the life of Brian uh, before we actually get into the song. So if you've known me for a little while, you know that I have kind of a funny sense of humor, at least I think it's funny. Some people think it's a little bit weird, but um, I I like Monty Python a lot. Um, I like British humor in general. Um, if it's silly, if it's, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes what some people now in the political correctness and we can't say anything to offend anybody, well, I like a lot of the stuff that's kind of on the edge as well, right? And um, so, and so you'll see why. And again, it's not against anybody in particular, but a lot of things that that some people think are inappropriate are actually really funny, right? And uh, and again, without making fun of 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 a person as a person or anything like that, but. Let me share a little bit about the the movie the life of brian for you um if you if you're not familiar with it and so of course you know pull up a little bit of research here on my phone that i'm going to read read to you about it because i like to do a little bit of research before the podcast and um I, I saw this you know quite a while ago in fact one of my friends um, when he moved in and i started being friends with him when i was about 10 um his family had 
the laser disc, uh, all of the laser discs for Monty Python's Flying Circus. So uh, some of you might not be old enough to remember that, but you know, now we pretty much stream everything or watch DVDs. Well, before the days of streaming and DVDs, uh, for home entertainment, we had VHS cassette tapes, right? And most of us had those, but there was also a thing for a little while called laser discs. And so they looked like um, really kind of like large uh, DVDs. They were about the size of records. Again, some of you might not be old enough to remember the old 33 and 45 RPM um, LPs or records, um, but they were about the size of one of the big records, a 33 um, uh, record. Uh, but they but they were shiny. They were they were, you know, kind of like uh, silicon based look looked a lot like a DVD. And so you'd slide them into the player anyway. Uh, that's a little trip down technology history for you as well. Right. Because um, like I said, it's, you know, I'm getting old enough now that I know some of you probably didn't experience some of the same things I did when I was a kid. So, um, yeah, I remember laser discs as well, right? And in fact, before that, we had eight millimeter uh, film because my dad actually had a had a, uh, a camera, and we used to watch some movies on uh, the old reel to reel eight millimeter as well. But anyway, <clears throat> I digress. So, the Life of Brian, uh, nineteen seventy nine, was when it came out, and uh, again, it was it was from the comedy group Monty Python. Um, love them. They're a bit irreverent. Um, they love being silly. A lot of the stuff that they do is just silly. I mean, there's 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 nothing to it other than it's silly. I mean, one of the funniest skits was them slapping each other with a dead fish. Uh, <laughs> which again, I mean, I just laugh thinking about it again. But anyway, it's um, so anyway, this movie and, and like I said, they they did the flying circus uh t television show on the bbc uh and that's where you know and now for something completely different you know they would kind of come in on that and and run between the different skits um that's kind of where that comes from but they also did some full uh feature length films so um they did one called um the meaning of life uh the search for the holy grail and they also did this one called um the life of brian now, um, the life of Brian, just to kind of give you the thumbnail, and again, I, this isn't to be a spoiler alert, so, um, but it's it's about a man who is a Jewish Roman man, so uh, he's not Jewish, but he's Jewish and Roman, right, so Roman father, Jewish mother, uh, who was born on the same day as and next door to Jesus, and is subsequently mistaken for the Messiah. And so the funny thing, you know, with the whole thing is everybody keeps thinking that he's Jesus because he was born next to him, next to him. Anyway, it's it's a bit irreverent. And again, you know, um, what's what's interesting about this this movie in particular is uh, it was it was banned in a lot of different places, uh, you know, because obviously a lot of the churches and people who are very religious uh, didn't like it because in, in some ways they were kind of making fun of religion. But when you when you understand the history of that time uh, around Jerusalem, there were a lot of people who were looking for a Messiah. And there were a lot of people who were saying they were the Messiah. Right. So I, I think that's one thing that 2000 years later, we kind of forget that, um, 
you know, <laughs> there wasn't just one Jesus person, if you will. There were a whole bunch of messiahs that all these people were following at the same time. And and so it's it's, you know, again, that's one of those things that's kind of lost in history. But in fact, Monty Python actually did a lot of research uh, before they actually made the movie. Um, so anyway, but again, it's it was very sensitive for a lot of people, right? Uh, they considered it blasphemous, and a lot of religious groups were protesting it. In fact, again, I'm just reading a little bit here from Wikipedia. 39 local authorities in the UK banned it. Um, the UK made them put an X rating on it. So when it first came out, it wasn't R rated. Now you'll see an R rating on it. Um, but it was it was considered X rated. That was like, I mean, that's like porn, right? So, I mean, that's that's how people were looking at it. And what's interesting is uh, some countries, including Ireland, Norway, and Italy, uh, banned the show completely. They would not even allow the movie in their countries for decades. And so what was funny, and again, <clears throat> you know, according to Monty Python, always likes to be silly and make fun of stuff. So they spun that around, right? And in fact, in a lot of the the, the movie marketing that they were doing, they said, uh, this movie is so funny, it was banned in Norway. <laughs> so there you go, right? Anyway, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies. In fact, it is. Uh, it was one of the highest grossing movies at the time. And it has been listed as one of the top comedy movies of all time. So uh, there, there's a lot of stuff to it. Another, again, one of the reasons why I love it. Uh, there's, there's a couple more that I'm going to tell you about it. But one is, you know, again, is I'm the kind of person that does not like censorship. Okay, so, so I believe that artists should have the right to express themselves however, however they want to. If other people don't like it, fine. Then don't don't buy it, don't look at it, don't read it, don't watch it. Right? That's your choice uh, to to be able to do that. But don't censor the creative license of an artist. And so the fact as well that this movie was banned makes me love it even more. Right? But again, I'm the guy that you know in the U.S. There's a, a banned book list. And, uh, you know, for a long time, um, a lot of books were on this banned book list, even ones like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, one of the greatest like classic uh, novels of all time is has been a banned book, right? Clockwork Orange, you know, some of these other books. And so, again, because I'm a little rebellious, um, <laughs> I buy and read banned books, too, right? Because it's like if somebody is is so bent out of shape that they're trying to censor and suppress something then there's probably some pretty good information in there that i want to know about right and so again that's why on the podcast here i marked it as explicit you know sometimes i i say fuck and i say other things right that might come out of my mouth because again i don't believe in censoring myself i don't believe in censoring you either right I believe that you should be able to say and do whatever it is that you need to do and be uniquely you, you know, and as long as you are not, you know, uh, uh, affecting someone else, right? I mean, again, if you reach out and punch me in the face, that's a little different, right? But, but because that crosses the line and now literally affects me. But hey, you know what? 
if you come out with a movie, if you come out with a book that I don't like, I just don't have to read it, right? But but you're still free to express yourself that way. So anyway, that's kind of you know a little bit about the movie. Another uh, <laughs> wonderful trivia thing about this, and you can probably tell that because of the nature of the movie, it was controversial before they even made it, right? Because they they wrote the script, and so Monty Python had their funding, and literally like a week before they were supposed to start filming the finance group backed out and pulled the funding and so here they were they have a script they're all ready to go they've lined up all this stuff and they're like ah you know what are we going to do now and so a you know they'd been around for a little while a um a very big monty python fan stepped forward and became their white knight and said you know what i love what you guys are doing and so I'm going to finance your movie. You know, the, 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 the other people pulled out. I don't care. I want you to make this movie. I want to see it. Uh, if I lose money on it, I don't care. I want you to make this movie. Now, any idea who that white knight was, who was the huge Monty Python fan? It was none other than <laughs> George Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, that George, right? George Harrison, the Beatle, George Harrison was a huge Monty Python fan. And in fact, he went out and if I'm remembering the story correctly, he went out and mortgaged his house uh, just so that they could make the movie. He didn't have enough cash. And so he had to go mortgage his house. He didn't know if it was going to be a flop or not. But he said, look, guys, I want you to make the movie. Mortgage his house. They made the movie. Like I said, it was it was a huge commercial success, so I'm sure George got his money back. Uh, but it just shows, you know, again, I love George, love the Beatles, and uh, and uh, like that little tie-in too that he also uh, appreciated Monty Python enough that he would mortgage his house to help make sure that they could do it. Now, what it also shows you as well is that you know, true artists. I mean, George is a musician artist. Right, Monty Python, comedic film, TV artists that we can appreciate other people's art, right? And that's one thing that we really should do. And that's that kind of goes back to my little censorship rant that I did before. Is if you think about it, we're all artists and we're all creating things. We're all creating whatever it is that we happen to do, right? You might be creating music you might be creating businesses you might be creating products right and when you think about that a creator is an artist and so again i hope that you you know obviously the fact that you're listening to this must mean that you appreciate my art form right or else you wouldn't be here listening but i appreciate your art form as well right i appreciate and respect you as an artist and i want you to express yourself and do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do as well right might not be my cup of tea but that doesn't matter right because i want you to be able to do it because for somebody else out there your art form is is wonderful right again just like you know if you take the beatles all four of the beatles did all four of the beatles like monty python i don't know i know george did because he financed the movie right I don't know if the other ones did, but they appreciated each other's work as well. Okay, 
So that's a little bit about the the movie that I wanted to bring up because again I, I like to talk about mining Python. Maybe I'll bring up some of the other skits in the end as well. Um, actually, when I was out training a lot in the world, I used to play some of the skits from Monty Python uh, as as part of the learning as well. So we'd watch a skit and then I'd actually apply it to whatever we happen to be talking about. So maybe I'll do some of that on the podcast too. It's a little bit harder because this is. Most of you are listening audio, and so you can't see the video as well unless you're watching on YouTube. But who knows, right? Who knows what I'll create in the future? All right, but before we get into, so I want to go through and I want to I want to talk about the song, and uh, and sing a little bit to you. But but I wanted to again, this is one of the songs uh, because you know I, I I'm big on music, and music is a very easy way to help you change your emotions, uh, you know, move, move yourself to a different uh, frequency and a different emotional state. It's also a way to heal yourself. And this song is a great one. Uh, you know, when, when sometimes maybe you're feeling a little down, you're feeling a little, maybe not so positive, right? Things aren't quite going your way. This is a great song to put on, pop in your headphones, listen to it. Uh, sing it to yourself, because when you do, you'll actually start feeling better as well, just from listening to the song. Um, but as I've gone back and, and was listening to it many times this last week, as I was preparing for this, um, a lot of the lyrics are really, really profound too. You know, and again, which is interesting because it's designed to be a silly song to make you laugh as part of this movie. But there's some very profound things that Eric Idle uh, who was the one from Monty Python that wrote it, uh, actually put into the lyrics as well. And so we're going to go through some of those as well. But why? Why Why talk about this? Why does it matter? Why, why, why can't we go around thinking, you know, being negative all the time and thinking that life sucks, right? What's wrong with that? Well, nothing is. If you, if you want a sucky life and you want to feel negative all the time, right? But I think the fact that you're listening to this means you probably would rather be happy and be more positive in your life. So let's talk about briefly why that is so important. Okay. And again, this is not, this is not Jason's opinion. Okay. This let's talk a little bit about the physics and the psychology behind this. <clears throat> okay. We'll start first with psychology. In psychology, there is a thing called confirmation bias. And what confirmation bias is means that we all choose to find evidence to support our biases and we choose to ignore anything that conflicts with those biases okay and so you know you might be sitting there thinking bias i don't have any biases i'm not racist i'm not a bigot or whatever right but bias is kind of a <clears throat> you know scientific word that they use in psychology a lot about bias confirmation bias other cognitive biases that we've talked about earlier on in the podcast as well but but let's let's use a different word right biases can also you can also think of them as stories right stories that you tell yourself you can also use the word beliefs right there's certain beliefs that you might have as well, okay? And we all have those. Some of those are conscious, some of those are unconscious, but we all have these biases, beliefs, or stories. And so 
why does that matter, right? Well, um, let, let me let me give you a, a simple example. And the fact that, you know, again, what shows up in your life is based on those things. It's based on your perception of life. It's based on the beliefs, the biases, the stories that you're telling yourself. So one of the common complaints I hear from people is, I hate Facebook. Facebook sucks. My feed is just full of shit. It's all advertisements. It's all people complaining, blah, 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 right? That's not my reality. And you're saying, well, just, now just a minute, what? Well, people that are complaining about only seeing negative things and people complaining in their Facebook feed, they're complaining about it. They're focusing their attention and the belief that they have is Facebook and all these negative people are filling up my my feed to try to make me feel bad and to make me feel negative. Well, if that's your belief, then you are going to find evidence that that is that that is true. Every one of these negative posts that comes by, you're going to notice it and you're going to go, ha, see, I told you, ha, see, I told you, ha, see, I told you. And just the fact that you are focusing on that and you are expecting that to happen will mean that you will filter out all the good stuff and you'll only see the negative shit in your feed. Okay, that's confirmation bias from psychology, right? Now, if we go to physics, this is where it even gets a little bit more of a kind of a thing, right, is so so psychology some people might say well it's kind of a soft it's a squishy science well there's been a bunch of of uh, physics experiments too and again don't believe me you know go look this up for yourself but there is an experiment called the double slit experiment double slit experiment and so that slit is s-l-i-t slit okay like a like a narrow thing cut out of a piece of paper, right? So <clears throat> what the physicists were doing, and, and they weren't even necessarily, this this was not, right, what they were trying to prove necessarily, but they were, somebody was playing with shooting like light, light particles onto a wall. And they were looking at the patterns that the light particles were taking as they were hitting the wall. OK, because they were they were looking at, you know, from from a, an, an uh, energy perspective, their energy can either be in the form of particles or waves. OK, and so, again, this is where, uh, you know, physics, the theory of relativity, Einstein, right, E equals MC squared. That is the uh, formula for energy as a particle. There's a different one for energy as a wave because energy and and is both a wave and a particle okay and so depending on um how how it's showing up anyway i'm not going to get into to too much on that but let me let me explain um the experiment and again like i said if, if i'm not if if i'm explaining this and you're like i still don't get it go check out a YouTube video on it or something like that, because maybe somebody can explain it in a way that you understand it better. Um, but the double slit experiment. So like I said, they were 
they were shooting these light particles onto a wall and they were kind of looking at how they were they were going right because they're like is the energy going as a wave or as a particle and um and again i found out it was both right but but here's how the how the experiment went they would they would shoot shoot it out and it would just kind of go out like a think of it like a shotgun okay you know if you if you're familiar with how a shotgun works you know you pull the trigger and it, and it shoots out a whole bunch of bbs and they spray out uh kind of in a circle pattern right with different ones in different places and so you know when they just shot it out they would kind of see that pattern and then they said you know it would be interesting if we put some kind of a shield up right so that in theory the light has to go through these two slits and so they made these two vertical slits in whatever whatever this boundary was that they were kind of shooting the light through and they said you know if we if we do that will the light particles right will they will they line up with those slits or will they just kind of go through the boundary and we will just see kind of that scatter on the other side like we did before so they put up the boundary they were standing behind the boundary they shoot the light again sure enough it was a pattern right like they like they had before it wasn't the two narrow slits and so they thought well this is interesting let's put a camera right looking on the other side so they put a camera near the boundary that's looking at the wall and when they put the camera on it and they did it again what was interesting is the light particles showed up just in the two slits okay all they did different was they put a camera so now they were observing because they were expecting or wanting to see the two slits and all of a sudden the two slits showed up there okay they took the camera away they do it again it goes crazy again right and so they're like huh this is interesting and what they found is that uh physics and literally your reality will bend or shape to the reality you are expecting to see the reality the observer is expecting is the reality that will happen and so how does this tie into everything it goes back to just like what we were talking about before with the confirmation bias if you're positive and you think that people are good that this world is good that there's a lot of positive things in this world literally the reality that you see will match what you are expecting to observe if on the other hand you think it's negative then you will see the negative so it's not just from psychology but also from physics that this is true and so that's why when we go back to the whole idea with that Facebook feed that I was talking about, like I said, I hear lots of people complaining about it. Well, that's not the reality that I live. Why is that? Well, because I choose to see the positive, right? I choose to focus on the positive. I choose to like or love certain things that resonate with me. And when I go to my Facebook feed, I expect right to see those kinds of things and so i don't see all the negative that other people do now is the negative out there i'm sure it is but it just doesn't float into my reality so again right this choice that you get to make you get to decide what it is that you want to do 
but would you rather see the positive or would you rather see the negative? So if you're feeling negative and you want to see the positive, one way you can do that is start listening to or singing this song as well, right? Because when you always look on the bright side of life, you're being positive, right? And and it, sometimes it's just simple little things, right? Like this week, I remember uh, uh, one of the posts and somebody brought up the word failure, right? That 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 they they like to think of failure as one step closer to success, which is again, it's it's a great great way of thinking about it. I choose to use the word feedback instead of failure, right? Because I don't want to see failure to me as a negative term, right? It means I I I didn't I did something bad, I did something wrong, and instead I choose to see it as feedback. It's just feedback so that I can make those little changes that I need to so that I can get that much closer to the success that I'm looking for. Okay. So, so let's get into the song, right? And, and, um, got the lyrics here with me, right? And I'm, I'm just going to kind of go acapella. And so I'm not going to sing it quite right, but that's okay. Like I said, you can go out, you can look it up. It's called Always Look on the Bright Side of Life by Monty Python. Um, but let me just go through and kind of sing it a little bit so you kind of get the tune if you're not familiar with the tune. And then let me share some of the lyrics um, that are some things for us to just think about and consider um, when maybe you're feeling down in the dumps and you want to start feeling better. Okay. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Ba-doom, ba-doom. Always look on the bright side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten, and that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you feel in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Ba-doom, 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 ba Always look on the right side of life. Ba-doom, 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 ba-doom. For life is quite absurd and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your sin. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance anyhow. Okay, so you get the idea, right? It's a nice little upbeat little little song, right? So again, right? If you're sitting there kind of beeping your bebopping your head along with me, right? All of a sudden you're starting to feel a little bit different already, right? But like I said, there's a lot of great lyrics in here, too, you know, for us to just kind of think about. And I'm sure different ones will pop out at you at different times as you're listening to this. But, you know, there are some things in life that make you want to swear and curse. 
Hey, that's part of life, right? It's beautiful though, right? Because unless we sometimes experience those things, we don't really appreciate and don't really have the gratitude for when things are going good, right? So again, even in movies or anything else, you know, things are going great. And then all of a sudden there's an argument or something and it's like, oh no, and now, and then it gets good again. And then there's something else, right? So there's this pendulum swing kind of back and forth. And we need that in our life to help keep us grounded, to help keep us grateful for when things are good, right? But we want to we want to minimize the amount and the, the the length of time that we sit in that area, right? So if you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble, give a whistle. So there's a little thing. There's a little example right there, right? Do you ever whistle? Well, if you're feeling down in the dumps a little bit, what if you start whistling a tune? Usually whistling makes me feel happier, right? So there's a simple practice that you could actually take. Just start whistling, right? Uh, purse your lips and whistle. That's the thing, right? Now, um, if life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. So there's four things. There's four other things that we can do. If you might not be feeling that great, well, are you laughing? Now, we've talked about laughing before on the podcast. In fact, I've had a couple of laughing experts come on here and talk about the power of laughter, right? And again, even if it's a fake laugh, <laughs> when you start laughing fake, the laughing becomes real, and all of a sudden you shift and, and you start feeling better. So laugh, smile, right? Uh, there was a little song, uh, let me see if I can remember when I was in, in, in primary school in church that they used to sing this, um, uh, oh, I can't remember, but anyway, it's something like, you know, turn your frown upside down and smile, smile something away. Anyway, I can't remember it exactly, but again, it was one of those, it was, you know, if you're feeling like kind of frowny face, well, just turn around and smile, right? In fact, um, you know, just the fact of smiling will actually start helping you get into a different state of view. Um, dancing, singing, same thing, right? So it, again, just singing, it doesn't matter if, if you're, you know, no, none of, hardly any of us are professional singers, but, you know, just sing a little bit, right? Just sing to yourself. It doesn't matter, you know, but singing actually makes you feel better dancing around, even if you're just kind of doing a little chair dance or something like that, that'll help you feel a little bit better as well, right? Now, um, those are kind of some, some, some practices on it. Now, uh, for, for helping, you, helping you feel better, better besides just listening to the song, right? But <laughs> one of my fa favorite parts of the song is, you know, it's like, it's all this upbeat, do, 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 you know, always look on the bright side of life, right? And then, of course, Monty Python style, they come along and they say, life's a piece of shit when you look at it. Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true. You'll see it's all a show. Keep them laughing as you go. Just remember that the laugh, laugh is on you. And, um, you know, that's that. And there's another line here. 
You know you come from nothing. You're going back to nothing. What have you lost? Nothing. And, you know, the idea that, that again, that was kind of thrown in there because, you know, sometimes we do walk around and go, life's a piece of shit. Well, if that's what you want it to be, then say that to yourself, right? But really, when you look at it, right, life is fabulous. Life is wonderful. Yes, we have some periods of time when things might not go our way. But do you want to stay in that area or do you want to switch yourself out? Do you want to stop being negative? Do you want to start being more positive? Right? Do you want to start feeling happier? If you do, then one of the simple ways to do it is just to switch your mindset and start looking on the bright side of life. And again, that's what I want to kind of get across and talk to you about today, I know I have been doing this in my life because, hey, I'm human. There's some days when I walk around, and I'm like, like the piece of shit. <laughs> but because I love this song, if I catch myself saying that life's a piece of shit when you think of it, guess what? Boom. All of a sudden, when I say that, I think about this song and the other <laughs> The, the the tempo, the notes, the other lyrics start coming back to me. And very quickly, I get myself out of that. And I realize, oh, it's not a piece of shit, right? That in fact, whatever's happening, hey, you know what, I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay, even if it's not quite the way I wanted it to be. What can I learn from this? How can I move through whatever this happens to be as quick as I can? so that I can move on with my life, right? Because I see so many people that just kind of get stuck, right? That's, that's a word that a lot of people say, I'm stuck, I'm in a rut, I'm stuck, right? Well, you can choose to get out of it. And we've talked about a few of the little practices, um, using music, you know, changing things around, looking at things from a different perspective, can make all of the difference. And again, as we talked about, you know, your life, what you have in your life is based on your perceptions. It's based on where you are placing your attention. It's based on the choices that you are making and how you are choosing to respond to what is going on in your life, right? Now, I know some of you might be saying, yeah, Jason, but come on, you know what? There's some really bad stuff that goes on in life. I get it. I know. I've gone through some of it, and I know people who have gone through most of it. Okay? But I want to ask you, does everybody who has cancer, a negative, grumpy, nasty person, and they hate life? No. Right? Some of the people that I have known who have had cancer or have cancer are some of the most positive, happy people I know. Why? Because they, they choose, they choose not to get stuck in that negativity. They choose to see it as positively as they can and use it as a way to both learn themselves, but also to help other people. Right? In fact, as I said, some of the people that I, that I have met who are some of the happiest people in the world are some of the people that most people would look at them and think, man, that person's life is shit. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. In fact, it, it reminds me of a, of a 
a meme that I just reposted on Facebook. Let me pull it up here real quick. Um, and it was it, it's a guy who uh, he's a veteran. His name is Johnny Joey Jones. And um, I know he's a veteran because he he's, he signs it or his meme says Staff Sergeant Johnny Joey Jones. So he was in the military and it shows a picture of him. Okay. And he's a guy, he's in, you know, a t-shirt. He's got on a camo, camo uh, uh, shorts. So, you know, again, he was in the military, probably staff sergeant means he was either in the army or the Marines. Cause those are two uh, that, that use that, uh, that rank. And here's the quote that goes by it. And it says, people ask how I stay so positive after losing my legs. I simply ask how they stay so negative with theirs. Okay, now I told you there was a picture of him, right? He's wearing a t-shirt. He's got on these camo shorts. But what I didn't tell you the first time, there's two prosthetic legs. So this is a man who lost both of his legs uh, in the military, presumably, right? Um, and... A lot of people might look at that and say, my goodness, right? How can you, you know, like that, like they're saying at the beginning, how I, Joe, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny's his name. I did it for Johnny, 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 Johnny. How can you stay so positive after losing both of your legs? And a lot of people would say that, right? Oh, poor Johnny, poor Johnny. Well, Johnny chooses not to feel like poor Johnny. Johnny chooses to be positive, right? And do things like this, sharing this meme about, hey, you know what? I lost both my legs, but I'm still happy, right? I've gone through a lot of shit in my life, and I'm still happy, <laughs> right? But the kicker is, you know, again, where he says, I simply ask how they stay so negative with theirs, right? So again, if you look around, you know, what things do you have to be grateful for? Chances are, if you're like 99% of the people out there in the world, you have two legs that you can walk on. Now, they might hurt when you walk. I don't know. They might be healthy and fine and you're running marathons, but you probably have two legs. Are you grateful for those legs? Can you be positive and focus on the fact that, you know what, I'm grateful that I have two legs that I can walk around on today? Because a lot of some people don't, right? You know, and again, just try to flip everything around. And, 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 and even in that point, let's say, let's say maybe your legs are hurting today. Oh man, my legs are hurting today. I've got a Charlie horse. I got a cramp. I don't know, whatever. Well, you can choose again to place your attention on how bad your legs feel, how much you hurt, or you can flip it around and say, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad I have legs that I can feel. My legs might hurt a little bit today but I am grateful to have legs that I can walk on. That little shift will make a huge difference in how you feel and, and, and the more grateful that you can feel, the better you will be. And so again, wrapping this up, always look on the bright side of life. There is always a bright side to everything that is going on in your life if you will just stop and look at it, right? Again, don't think life is a piece of shit. Life is wonderful. You are so blessed to be on this planet at this time in a body, right? So enjoy it, 
live life. Don't just exist and look on the bright side of life. Now, you might forget sometimes, that's okay. Remember this song when you forget about it. Start singing it in your head, and before you know it, you'll be back positive, you'll be feeling happier, and that's the name of the game, my friends, to be as happy and feel as much well-being as you can uh, throughout every given day. So, I'm going to sign off and remind you to always look on the bright side of life. Ba-doom, ba-doom. Always look on the bright side of life. And with that, catch you on the next episode. See ya. Have a great week. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.